Welcome today to our online internet church service. Praise God. Come on into the house of the Lord and receive today the blessing of the Lord and His good, rich, nourishing Word. Hallelujah. Which is able to wash your mind, build up your spirit, and clarify the vision that God has laid out for your life. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm so glad that you're here today. Let us honor the Lord today by receiving the tithes and offerings first before we jump into today's message. As we are going to honor the Lord with our tithes and offerings, I want to share something with you about a verse we've looked at before, but you know the Word of God has a lot of revelation, and one word from God has so much depth that it's a little bit like orange juice. If you've ever tried to make your own orange juice and you you're squeezing that orange, wow! You you get a lot of or, you get a lot of juice out of one orange, and uh, that, that's why I just buy my my juice at the grocery store. Let somebody else do all the work, but you keep squeezing and squeezing, and more keeps coming out. The Word of God has so much in it. I've been squeezing a verse uh, recently, and I've got some more spiritual juice for you. Praise God. Psalm 118, verse 25. Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. I do believe that you can use this verse as a basis for a quick money miracle. Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. <laughs> In other words, there's an, there is an element that seems like, Lord, I need, I need some money. I need some prosperity. Send it right now. You do also understand from the harmony of Scripture that God wants you established so you have steadiness and stability in your life. A lot of times when I see people that need a miracle, uh, it seems like they need a miracle, but then, then four days later they need another miracle. And then two weeks from that they need another miracle. And what's going on? They're, they're stuck in a place where they don't have that stability because they're not working the principles of God's Word. But even when you are stabilized in the Lord, which is a phenomenal place to be, you can still maybe have a special moment when you may need some quick money. And of course, God can certainly do that. Um, uh, some years back, I was sitting in the pastor's office of a well-known apostle. I had uh, ministered in his church, and we were talking. He, he showed me his beautiful office. He, he said, uh, "He said, Pastor Stephen, my office cost seventy thousand dollars. Not not the church building, the office. Just just his office, not the offices. Just his office with beautiful wood." Uh, you know, stone floor and uh, just an absolutely exquisite office. And it would have to be exquisite for, you know, something that's maybe only a thousand square feet. Uh, that's a lot of money squeezed in there, but it sure looked nice. He had, he had a beautiful office and uh, beautiful church building, beautiful sanctuary. One of, one of the, not, not the largest church in America, but one of the largest churches in America, no doubt about it. And he said, um, he said, Stephen, there was a time where when we were building this church that for whatever reason something happened at the bank and it's, it's like uh, the contractor, uh, you know, had contacted the bank and the contractor wanted his money for his portion of that part uh, paid out in cash. And that, you know, it was supposed to be rolled into the uh, construction loan. 
but something something happened and so basically the bank sided with the with the contractor the builder and uh, and so told the man of god that you you're going to have to pay the contractor you're going to have to pay him right now well that's not in the construction loan and they didn't have the money and they need it $750,000. And he said, Stephen, I didn't have $750,000. So um, he said, I needed it in one day. Now stop and think about this. If, if, you, if you need some quick money, stop and think about this. He said, in one day, I needed $750,000. I'm going to have to pay this guy tomorrow or, you know, all the work is going to stop and there will probably be legal problems and, you know, things like that. So let's just believe God for the money and get it paid and keep on moving. So he went before the congregation and said, you know, uh, this time tomorrow we need $750,000. And he, you know, he just trusted the Lord, made it known to the people, kept his faith in the Lord. And the next day he's got $750,000. He, he could pay it. And, you know, God can do quick miracles like that. And, you know, you have to understand, even in a larger church, uh, that's, uh, that's some pretty high numbers for something you've got to come up with that's not in the budget, and just pull that, you know, out of the blue, as we would say, and have that ready to go by the next day. That's the miracle power of God. Hallelujah. It's a good thing to believe in prosperity also, uh, lest you do need a money miracle. Uh, you're going to be up against an impossible situation if you don't believe God will prosper you. <laughs> That's where a lot of places, a lot of people go, uh, kerplunk, it's over with. Uh, but thank God, we do believe in miracles. We do believe in prosperity because we believe the Bible. If you don't believe in prosperity, you're really ignoring uh, hundreds of scriptures intentionally on purpose. You're avoiding them. And uh, that's like ignoring the elephant in the laboratory, you know. Uh, so anyhow, that's what a lot, a lot of scientists talk about. So, uh, you know, with the family of scientists, my father, my older brother, uh, you know, it's the thing sometimes the atheistic scientists talk about, the elephant in the room, in the laboratory, when you keep bumping into all of this evidence that is conclusive proof that there is a God, but you're, you have to ignore it intentionally because it's so obvious you have to pretend it's not, it's not there or just dismiss it and pay no attention to it, not take it to heart. Same thing with prosperity in the Bible. It's there and it's wide open. You have to uh, intentionally push it away and um, bow to religious tradition or the fear of man in order to not see the brilliant light of the truth that God wants you blessed financially. Hallelujah. Praise God. But here's something I want to say. While you can use this verse, if needed, for a quick money miracle, the, the Hebrew wordage being used here really has a different application. Save now, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send. Well, you would think that the writer would say, send prosperity now. But that's not what it says. We've covered this before. I want to bring out something different, something special. He doesn't say, Oh Lord, I pray, send prosperity and God send it right now. He doesn't say that. The wordage is arranged uh, very strangely. Oh Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Why? Because he's actually asking God to send something that would be identified as now prosperity. 
not just prosperity right now. I need some money right now. But he's actually saying, send now prosperity. We talked about this from Hebrews chapter 11, now faith is. Uh, well, the word now in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the word now is not just there to take up space. In other words, real faith is faith that is in the now. Okay, not in the past. You can't even be in the present because we're not there yet. So faith always has to be in the now. Now faith is. So real faith is actually now faith. Praise God. Okay, so what, what's being mentioned here is actually something called now prosperity. It's a package. Now prosperity. Now prosperity. Okay, Pastor Stephen, you've talked about that before. What are you trying to bring out? Well, I was looking at one theologian an expert in the Hebrew, and he actually said that what this is referring to, or could be translated as, would be, let, let me read it to you, O oh Lord, I pray, send uninterrupted prosperity. Oh, wow, that makes your spirit tingle with joy. Stop and think about that. O oh Lord, I pray, send uninterrupted prosperity. You'll never be broke. You'll never be poor another day in your life. How can you be when your prosperity is never interrupted? <laughs> You're never in lack. You're never in, uh, in a place of insufficiency. You're always in a place of prosperity. You're in now prosperity. So if you're in now prosperity, you are in a type of prosperity that's not interrupted ever. That's what the psalmist is praying. That's what he's crying out for God to do, and God did it. God will do it for you. He wants to put you in a place of uninterrupted prosperity. For the rest of your life, your prosperity is never interrupted. Your faith is always now. Your prosperity is always now. Now prosperity is prosperity that's never interrupted. Woo! Praise God. The flow just going, just going. Even if you have a, a job transition, you go to a different job, doesn't matter, uninterrupted prosperity. Even if a contract ends, now you're going to be looking and relying on God to bless you with another contract. Oh, that, that, that's okay. God, God will cause you to still walk in uninterrupted prosperity. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You finished one assignment, now you need another assignment. That's okay. God will still allow you to just have that momentum, that momentum, and you will always have uninterrupted prosperity. All of your bills always paid, nothing ever late. All of your bills always paid, all of your needs always met. Sounds to me like Philippians chapter 4, 19. Chapter 4, verse 19. My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Well, God's riches never run out. And when you're tied into Him and He's the source, it's not like God's laying off angels. It's not like heaven has a recession, so now we, we have to, you know, we can't do any more paving over here on this street with gold. Now we've got to step it down the silver. Uh, so in, in this part of the city, we have gold streets. That part of the city, uh, we had a recession. We can only use silver over here. No, no, no. Everything in heaven, gold streets. Praise God. Glory to God. Uninterrupted prosperity. Now, as you bring the tithe and offering into the storehouse of God, so that there's provision in the house of God, and we continue to preach the gospel all over the world together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just asking and praying that God would send into your life now prosperity, 
uninterrupted prosperity. Have you ever heard that phrase in your life before? I've never heard it ever in my life. 52 years on the planet, I have never heard the phrase uninterrupted prosperity. That, more than just a quick money miracle, this, and, and God will do that if you need that, but what's really be re, being referred to here in the Hebrew is this package, this new thing called now prosperity or uninterrupted prosperity. Hallelujah. Father, bless your people as they're honoring you uh, with a covenant walk of, of financial integrity, of tithing, and sowing seed. Father, let uninterrupted prosperity be their portion in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You'll never lack again in the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, your days of ha not having enough are over completely forever. Hallelujah. You will never have an insufficient moment in your life. Praise God. Now, come on, use your faith. Shout amen. Say, Pastor Stephen, I agree with the Word of God. I agree with this. I bite onto that like a dog biting onto a steak. Just receive it by faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Father, bless your people now as they continue to walk the financial covenant out. Thank you, Father. Let uninterrupted prosperity be heavy in their life, and let their level of prosperity be high and thick and glorious. Thank you, Father God. Make them a financial sign and wonder. Father, make them, make the person watching a financial sign and wonder for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Okay, those of you that are mailing in your tithes and offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina, or zip code 28654. Those of you who prefer to send in your tithes and offerings online, please go to the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There is a link on the homepage called Tithes and Offerings, Sow and Reap. You can go there right now, anytime, day or night. Bring them in. It's safe. It's secure. It has the highest level of encryption, so it's very secure. You can go there right now and bring them into the storehouse of God. If you would like to sow some extra seed, there is a special link on our website. On the We have these various hitters, and one of the hitters, uh, it says projects. And we're on our new project now. The former projects we've accomplished, our new project is the Ministry Aircraft Hangar. And we have uh, released our faith, and we are believing God for a aircraft hangar that we can purchase 8,000 square feet. And that comes out, uh, the when you look at the overall purchase price, it comes out to $37 per square foot. So uh, $37 will allow us to buy one square foot. And we're going to, we are believing God that we're going to be able to pay cash for the entire hangar. Okay. So if you would like to sow into that, I want to give you that opportunity. And I certainly appreciate that because the hangar will be used for the ministry aircraft, the jet that we're going to be getting so that we can travel all over the world preaching the gospel. See, when I travel all over the world, I'm not going on vacation and I'm not going to go sightseeing. I go to work. I go to preach the gospel. Matter of fact, as you're watching this, um, I, I taught this message a few days early. Right now, I'm actually ministering live in Jakarta, Indonesia, right now, as you're actually watching this here from the States or wherever you're watching it from, I'm actually on the other side of the planet, not on vacation, preaching the gospel. 
Praise God. And so that's all I want to do. I just want to be able to run and, and go and preach the gospel. The, the internet ministry reaches a lot of people all over the world. The television ministry, which the programs have been recorded and they're now being presented to various networks, that that's going to reach even more people. But you know what? You still have to go as often as you can in person. Because when I go in person, now I can pray for people by laying hands on them. Uh, there can be a deeper activation of the gifts of the Spirit. There can be impartation. And so it's very, very important for me to also go. So with this aircraft tool, trust me, I'm going to use it. I've already put a lot of miles down on commercial flights. Me and Kelly have literally gone all around the planet. And literally, I've gone all around the world. And so... Um, uh, well, I remember one time I started from Charlotte and kept going and kept going, did so many meetings around the world that I actually came back around on the other side of the planet and landed back coming from the other direction, literally a around the world trip. Praise God. You know what? Go back in time, just a hundred years, it would have taken you months and months and months, maybe six months to do something like that. You go back 300 years, it had taken you a couple of years to have done something like that. But we thank God for these um, modern tools, and we just want to use them. And I believe these things God has created. These are, these are tools that were invented in the mind of God for us to just put evangelism on the front line of everything that we do. Praise God. So we are believing for the hanger. Thank you for sowing into that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And by the way, when we have the dedication service for the hangar and, and the aircraft, everybody that sows into it, you're going to be invited to come. You're going to have a personal invitation extended to you to come and be a part of the, of the uh, dedication ceremony. Praise God. So thank you. Thank you for standing with us as we do all we can through every branch of the ministry, through the printed page through the media, through the internet, and through in-person meetings, and the ability to get there all over the planet, okay? Thank you for supporting us as we are doing all we can uh, to do all that we can for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's, it's my heart. It's, it's all I do. I, I eat, sleep, breathe ministry. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That, that's, that's my passion. That's my purpose. That's what makes me happy, and that's what I live to do. Praise God. Now, I live for the Lord. You understand that. But out of that time with the Lord, out of that walk with the Lord, is empowerment for ministry. And that's what I love to do. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Heavenly Father, thank you for your rich blessing upon your people. Lord, raise up many, many millionaires, multimillionaires, because I know your people want to give. Raise them up. Thank you, Father God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Say, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. And yes, you are. You are greatly blessed. Today I want to talk about four proven steps to receive from the Lord. We're going to be in Mark chapter 5. I would like for you to meet me in verse 24. Heavenly Father, as we go into today's message, today's sermon, I ask that your Holy Spirit would illuminate the understanding, the eyes of the understanding of the viewer, of those that are watching. Thank you, Father, that your Holy Spirit would rest upon them, and their eyes see it, and get it, and take it. And Father, I thank you that today's message is so simple. It's very, very easy to understand. So even as I give these four points, let these four points supernaturally be superimposed upon the hearts of your hearers, of your people, 
that they hear it and they just always remember these four points. Even 20 years from now, they'll still remember these four points and they'll work it and prove it themselves. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. The message I want to preach today is a message, I think the last time I preached it was probably about 15 years ago. And I want to preach it again because it's so, it's so good. I originally heard Prophet Kenneth Hagin preach this message, and there is a book that he wrote uh, along the line of this message. You can find it on the internet. But I want to share it because maybe you've never heard it before, maybe you never read the book, maybe you don't even know who uh, Prophet Kenneth Hagin is. There, there are people today, even in the church, uh, who are new in the things of God. There are people today in the church, they don't even know who Billy Graham is. Now, I know Billy Graham's in heaven now, but uh, you know, there's a new generation, and the new generation needs to be taught some of these rock solid principles that have worked so well in our lives. Hallelujah. And by the way, uh, Prophet Kenneth Hagin, who went to be with the Lord in the year 2003, who had a very long and fruitful prophetic ministry, he received the, the message or the content of this material in a face-to-face -face visitation from the Lord Jesus Christ in the year of 1953, uh, in the month of December, when Jesus came to him in a vision and uh, Brother Hagin asked him some questions because he knew that there was a message that the Holy Spirit was trying to get across to him. He had not been able to pick it up, and since he was having this talk with Jesus, uh, he said, by the way, Lord, since you're here, could you, could you tell me that message that the Holy Spirit's trying to get to me? I haven't been able to pick it up. And Jesus said, sure, I'll give it to you right now. And it was four points, four steps to receive uh, you know, what it is that you're believing to receive from God. And I want to go over those four steps. I, I've, I've applied it in my life. I found out that it works, and I want to share it with you. And so any, any source of revelation that is revealed to the body of Christ, is, it's kind of like public domain. You know, there are, there are certain books, uh, you know, they are how can I say? Let's take like the King James Version of the Bible. It's what you would call public domain. You could copy the entire King James Version Bible, and it's not a copyright issue. Why? It's in the public domain. So I, uh, these messages are in the public domain to bless people, to bless people. Praise God. So we, it's not under copyright from the perspective of the message, the notes, and so forth. I want to give that to you today. You're probably wondering what the four steps are, so let me jump into them right now. Mark chapter 5, verse, verse 24, So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. And verse 25, you have in the midst of one miracle unfolding, another miracle intervene right in the middle of it. Everybody has needs. And so while the Lord is dealing with one person, uh, into that situation is thrust another situation. With your faith, God, God has a lot going on, but He's always got room for you. He's always got room for you. Well, Pastor Stephen, I, I don't want to interrupt the Lord. I, I know He's busy. Well, God's got room for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because th this is really step number two, but you'll realize that although there may be a lot of activity, there's always a lot of curiosity seekers. Just because there's a lot of people there doesn't mean everybody's there in faith. 
praise God. So those that are really there to do business are always a lot fewer in number than what would appear to be the gigantic crowd. Now, verse 25, so, so it says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years, and had suffered many things from many physicians. I think, I think you could read a lot into that. Anybody that's ever been to the hospital, and knowing what it's like to have doctors examine your private parts, and you know, get scanned, and you know, today get x-rayed, and get poked, and probed, and, pro and prodded, and all these things they do, and there could really be, to a, how can we say, a loss of dignity. You know, it's like, you know, it's, uh, it's like everybody gets to see everything, and everybody, you know, the doctors get to touch everything, and then they hold up your pictures, and the doctors, and all the nurses, they, they talk about what they're looking at, and you know, it's just like, well, you know, where, where's your privacy? Well, you know, that's something that you have to go through if, if you have a serious condition. But it's also something that you wouldn't want to go through. Nobody wants to go through something like that, personally with your private parts. So she'd suffered many things from many doctors. And this is back in the day where the medical field was not nearly as advanced, of course, as it is today. There's a lot they didn't know. But uh, she suffered many things. You can just read into that. You can just read into that, going back into times like that, what it would be like to have a, a female condition in your private area with, you know, these doctors experimenting on you, trying to uh, get you fixed up. Well, she had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. N not surprising. So this was a very tough situation for her flow of blood. Now she is what you would also call under the Levitical law, Mosaic law, she is now ceremonially unclean. So she has problems. Praise the Lord. Verse 27, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. When she heard about Jesus, well, now we go back to the basics. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? It's hearing the Word of God. It's hearing the good news, the message. What did she hear? Well, she obviously heard that this man, Jesus, has a miracle healing ministry, and that if you can get into the meetings and make contact with Him, this guy's loaded with power. Because you can, re you can read in the Gospels where when that anointing is strong on Him, and, you know, it didn't happen everywhere, but it did happen in certain places where he ministered, where the faith level of the people was so high that every single person that he ministered to was healed. Wow. Now, we know that wasn't the case at Nazareth, because when he went to Nazareth, they said he could do no mighty work there because of their unbelief. And the only thing that happened was a few people with a, view, with a very few uh, minor sicknesses, maybe a headache, you know, maybe something real small, a little little pain in the elbow, just very small things. Only a few people got healed. But in these other areas where people were just like charged with faith, they actually believed Him and received Him as, as, as God's messenger. And as the Messiah, every single person would get healed, would uh, get healed. Well, she's heard, she's heard reports like this. And so she's thinking, well, the doctors you know, that they couldn't do it. I'm out of money anyhow. So this, this is the one that's going to work. When she heard about Jesus, that's how faith comes. If your faith is depleted, you need to go back to hearing. If your faith has sputtered out, 
you need to go back to hearing because it's that word that will get you strong again and get you on track. Praise God. Well, it says she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment for she said, okay, step number one to receive from God. Step number one, it says, for she said, you're going to have to say it. Praise God. By the way, these four steps will work for any believer really in any situation. If, if you need salvation, you work these four steps, you receive salvation. It'll work the same way for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It will work the same way for healing. It'll work the same way for finances. Remember though, with some things like finances and even some areas of healing, not all, but some areas of healing, there can be that element of building up your faith. Okay. And also with finances, it will work, but you also have to give time for the principles uh, or the laws of seed time and harvest to work. Because even if a farmer goes out and sows the seed, plants it, uh, he fertilizes it, he, he waters it, you still have to give it time to grow. Now, God can even supernaturally speed up that harvest, but you, you have to give time for those laws to work. But basically, anything in the present that God has promised for you, uh, you, can, you can have it. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is here now all the time. And when Jesus was here, He was one person in a central location and where he was at is where the miracle was at, was where the glory was at. And if you wanted to receive, you had to go to where he was at. But now he's left. And now the Holy Spirit has come. And the Holy Spirit is right where you're at. It doesn't matter where you're at. He's there. He's present anywhere in the world. And if a person will release their faith, you, you, don't, you don't necessarily have to be in a meeting unless, unless the Lord tells you to get into that meeting. And he leads you to get into that meeting. But Technically, you can receive from God anywhere. Doesn't matter where you're, where you're at. Whether you're in China, whether you're in the North Pole, whether you're in America, uh, it, uh, it, the Southern states, the Northern states, West Coast, East Coast. Uh, you know, in an apartment, in a house, in a bungalow. It, it doesn't matter. You can receive from God anywhere. Why? The Holy Spirit's right there. He's He's right there, and He can manifest the miracle that you need right there. So follow these four steps. The first one is that you have to say it. For she said, what did she say? She said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. She made a confession of faith that was positive. I've actually seen this work for people even in the negative. In order to receive from God, step number one, you're going to have to say it. You're going to have to say what it is that you want. And yes, it will work in the negative. You, you don't want to do that. But I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw it in the life of my father, who was a good man, who was a godly man. He's in heaven now. But he never understood some of these spiritual laws. And he never understood the power of words and the, and the need to speak in agreement with God's Word and to speak in harmony with God's Word. And I saw him make a negative statement one time, and he had built his faith up so strong in this area that the moment he said it, it happened. And we were driving into a small town on a family vacation. 
I think we were, we were going to Florida or somewhere like that. I can't really remember where we were going, but it was another one of those family vacation. Uh, family vacations. Me and my, my mother and me and my two brothers were all piled into the vehicle. And we were driving into this small town, uh, so you had to slow your speed limit down. And my, my father spoke these words that everybody in the car heard. He said, if there's anybody in this town that's going to be a, that's going to get a speeding ticket, he said, just watch, it'll be me. And he drove into that town and didn't slow down enough and still going pretty fast. And the moment he said that, whoo, sirens uh, are just flashing behind him and a policeman pulls up uh, and pulls him over and gives him a whopper ticket. And it was, it, uh, it was, you would think it was supernatural. It was. It was supernatural. His words were fulfilled literally instantly. Instantly. And after he got the ticket, my father still didn't understand. Now, he's saved. He loves God. But he just did not understand the difference between a faith-filled confession that's in agreement with Scripture and an area of negativity that you can develop a strong unbelief in, so strong that you attract it just like you could attract a miracle, you can, you can attract something negative and bad by your words. And after he got the ticket, he still didn't understand it, because after he got the ticket and the policeman left, my father said, I told you, I told you, yep, if anybody was going to get a ticket, it was going to be me, and just look at that, it happened again, it happened again, and he didn't understand it. Well, of course it happened. That's what you confessed. That's what you were believing God for. I love my dad. He's a, he's a great man. I'm looking forward to seeing him in heaven one day. We'll probably have some good laughs over these things because he didn't understand them. He wasn't spirit-filled. He was never taught these things. Uh, a matter of fact, those ministers in the body of Christ who did teach these things, he, he didn't agree with them. But would you believe it worked anyhow? whether he agreed with it or not, whether he believed it or not, whether he understood it or not, they were laws, and they still worked in his life. He was applying it in a negative way, and it still worked. Wow. You would think somebody would say, wow, it's working negatively. Let me try it positively. <laughs> but they think it won't work positively. But when it works negatively, they, can't under they, they, don't, they don't see how consistent it is. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. I, and I, I've, I heard people say things, I believe I'm coming down with the cold. And would you believe they actually would? They would, they would actually receive what they were believing. They would come down with the most severe cold. I believe I'm getting the flu. And they would get the most awful flu and wipe them out for a month. Sometimes they'd wipe them out for six weeks. They got exactly what they confessed. Now, in order to receive from God, number one, you need to say it. Hallelujah, and work this supernatural law, this kingdom law, this spiritual law for good, not for evil, not for negativity, for positively bringing good blessings into your life. And you need that, that thing that you are believing God for, you need to say it. And she said it. She said, the moment I touch his garments, I'm getting healed. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. And you, you also need to have a locking in on your faith. And you need to say, this is going to happen in my life. Praise God. Maybe kind of like, uh, if you know, find that place where your faith is comfortable at. Hallelujah. 
if it's like if you feel like you need four more months then just say four more months when I come into the fall season boom it's going to happen I'm going to do this thing it's going to happen then praise God find that moment your faith is comfortable with hallelujah and I, I, I have found that very effective for me I've I've said things like when I come back from this trip in four months when I come back from this trip that, that is four months from now, when I return, this thing, I'm doing it then. And when, I, when I've said that, and I've said it for those four months, real strong and heavy, it's happened every single time. Glory to God. Glory to God. You may, you may say, when it comes summertime, I'm going to do this. This thing will happen in my life then. Boom. Glory to God. And up to, up to that point, whether it's a few months or a few weeks, just pour it into the confessions even daily. Hallelujah. Yep, in the summertime, I'm going to do it. Praise God. Or in the fall. In the fall, this is when I'm going to do this thing. So, just let the words come out of your mouth. You need to say it, because it says, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes. So, she's anticipating something she's going to do, and she's already saying that she's going to do it, and when she does it, it's going to happen. And she said it, and she did it, and it, and it happened. Praise the Lord. But you're going to have to say it. Well, Pastor Stephen, that's not really my style. Well, then whatever other kind of style you're trying to do is not biblical. If you want to be biblical, you need to change your style, and you need to start having a faith-filled, positive confession. She said it. She said it. Woo! Well, I, I don't know, Pastor Stephen, if I want to say it. What if it doesn't work? Well, you don't, you don't believe it. That's the only reason you're not saying it, is because you doubt God's Word. Well, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty strong, Pastor Stephen. Well, well, it's just biblical. I'm just trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. If you really believe God will do it, you need to say it. You need to say it. You need to declare it, and you, you need to decree it. Praise God. Okay? For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. She said it. You know the rest of the story. Okay, so number one, you have to say it. You're going to have to open your mouth and say it. It may feel uncomfortable. You may feel a little bit nervous saying something like that. Why? Because faith has a boldness. Real faith has a boldness. And real faith also requires that you put your faith on the line. And a lot of people, they like to always uh, theorize, uh, fantasize, uh, stay in the, in the la-la land of hope. Uh, you know, and I'm not talking about biblical hope, but just kind of like this lottery hope. Like maybe it'll still happen for them. No, no, no. Put your faith on the line, open your mouth, and say it. Praise God. Now, come on. That's real faith. She did it. Don't try to reinvent the wheel and come up with some other kind of thing. No, do what she did. Say it. Before it's ever happened, before you ever meet Jesus, before you ever touch His robe, say it. Now, say it right now, that God's going to do this thing in your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. For she said, if only I may touch His clothes, I shall be made well. So now, what happens is she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Well, it makes me giggle a little bit. She came behind him. Why? She knows that what she's doing is very, very risky. Let's talk about that. Number two, do it. Some years back, Nike came out with a slogan that they branded that went around the world, became very famous, just do it. Well, step number two is do it. Uh, and so she beat Nike to it. Well, we have to, number one, say it. Number two, do it. That's the walking out of the thing, where you actually, you've said it, now the part comes when you do it. 
and this could this could be difficult I'll be honest with you this can be very challenging because when you actually start to do it you're like whoo this is a little bit uh, maybe scary but faith will work in your heart even if there's scary feelings even if there's like whoa it's okay just keep on going just don't let that stuff get into your heart it's okay if your head picks it up if your head's aware of it your senses are aware of it that's okay that's normal but just keep on going praise God let me give you an example she knows she is unclean under Mosaic law there were guidelines for people that had flows of blood and you were not allowed to come within a certain distance it was about a hundred meters and you had to stand back and say unclean unclean because if others touched you now you've made them uh, mosaically unclean also well she in an unclean condition is in the crowd probably bumping into people and but you know what she's just like religious tradition or not I'm going for it you know, if they if they stone me or whatever, my life's not worth anything anyhow. I'm, I'm miserable. I don't have anything to live for. And now I've run out of money. And you know what? I'm I'm just, I just she's just like I don't care anymore. I'm going for it. And you really have to be like that too. You you show up and you think this will be easy, and you you like oh wait a minute I didn't know there's going to be five thousand people around the guy. You know, well, he, he is the anointed prophet. He is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. And there were some heavy-duty crowds. I mean, everybody wants to see him. Everybody wants to hear him. Everybody likes miracles, right? And so she, she probably didn't anticipate that, that, you know, she was going to have to work her way through a crowd like this. But, you know, you're just going to have to go for it. And you're going to have to have a resolute abandonedness in your heart where you're just like God I'm going for it I don't really care what people think about me I don't care people if you know think well you know she doesn't have her hair done today she doesn't look too good well you wouldn't have your hair done too good either if you'd been sick for 12 years and all messed up for 12 years and now you're broke on top of that but who cares I'm going for it and nobody's going to stop me from doing this praise the Lord so that really is a strong element of faith just like the guy that you know had his friends carry him up on the top of the roof and they're tearing the they're tearing the roof open well you know somebody would say hey don't do that we're going to charge you for vandalism well go ahead and charge me i'm too sick to care right now but i'm about to get healed i'll talk to you about roof repairs after i get my healing as for right now i could care less what you think hallelujah it's not that you're trying to be disrespectful it's not that you're trying to be sacrilegious it's just that you're going for it this is your moment See, you say it, but then there comes the time where you actually do it. And when you do it, you can feel that stuff around you. Don't pay any attention to it. Just keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And by the way, you'll find out later that, hey, uh, we'll repair the roof. No problem. Uh, we're, so, we're so blessed by what happened to you. Don't worry about the roof. Hallelujah. Oh, you got your healing. Well, don't worry about bumping into us when you had the flow of blood. Uh, it's okay. We're all healthy. Everybody's still good to go. No germs jumped on us. Everything's fine. God covered the whole thing. It's like Paul and Silas when they were in the, they were in in prison and they'd been beaten and whipped. And the jailer, the jailer, when the earthquake came, the jailer actually came and took them out of uh, took them out of the prison cell took the chains off of them well hold on a minute how can you do something like that I mean if you were a prisoner I mean let me let me think of it like let me try to say it like this if you are a guard 
watching over prisoners in a maximum security prison today, and let's say there was an earthquake, and some of the prisoners got out. Well, hey, you know, they're still they're still in prison for a reason. You can't you can't just take their chains off and start sitting down having a meal with them. <laughs> you know, what are, what are your superiors going to say? But this guy actually did that because God's known it. And before you know it, Paul and Silas are off the hook anyhow. And uh, Roman authorities, no problem with it. Everything's good to go. And uh, the guard, he, he doesn't get in trouble. Well, when God's in on it, and that strong faith is there, God has an amazing way of covering things. So when there is that grace, just go for it. And let God, you know, cover those areas that would need to be supernaturally covered. I've seen Him do it in the most crazy ways. Hallelujah. I'm not saying break the law. I'm not saying do something illegal. But I am saying that when you have to go for it, you've said it, now it's time to do it. When it's time to do it, just do it. And God will be with you. The angels will be with you. Just do it praise the Lord, because you'll always have some that might think, oh, oh, what are you doing? Well, you just have to go for it anyhow. I remember one time when it was time for me to do something, and I had already said that I would do it, but when the moment came for me to do it, it, it was kind of like, wow, this is actually the moment? Well, I've waited for this for years, but the Holy Spirit was in on it, and I was doing it, and I actually thought I was going to stop by and talk to my pastor and explain to him what I was doing. But God, and I was still going to do it, but God had so arranged it that the pastor wasn't there that day. I said, well, where's he at? They said, well, he's in, he's, uh, he's in South Korea at Dr. Cho's church in South Korea. And I realized it was divine appointment that he was not there that day because he was a very good man. But he probably wouldn't understood what God was having me do. And if, if I would explain to him what I was doing, he probably would have said, you know, I don't know if this is a good idea. So he wasn't there. So I just wrote him a letter and say, I love you. And I'll talk to you later. Uh, I'm doing this thing. And I left, kept on going. By the time he got back, I'd already done it. And it had already worked. And God had already blessed it. God had already made it worked out wonderfully. Praise God. I was actually moving from the state I was in to another state, leaving the job that I had and just packing up everything and leaving that morning. God had told me to do it in a supernatural encounter that I had with the Holy Spirit, and I had obeyed, and I had left. Uh, I don't know if the pastor would have understood. Maybe he would have tried to have talked me out of it. But So when I went to see him, he wasn't there. So I just kept on going. I kept on doing it. I'd already said that I would do it. The Holy Spirit moved upon me to do it at that moment, and it worked, praise God. So you say it, and you do it. And when you're doing it, just poof, do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may feel some nervous feelings. Don't worry about feelings. Just keep on going. Faith is of the heart. You may feel, your mind may say, hey, I, I, well, I don't know. That's okay. Don't worry about your mind. Faith is in the heart. Praise God. And when you know this is the moment to do it, you do it. God's in on it. I, if I could, I won't share everything I've done, but I've got, I, I, I won't even... I, don't, I want to be careful with the words I'm using, but I've gotten away with some crazy things because I did it, and God was on that moment. I had said I would do it, and then when the moment came, I recognized the moment, and I did it. And because I did it, it was the God moment, I've been able to do some things that if you tried to do it at any other time, uh, it wouldn't work. It absolutely wouldn't work. <laughs> but because God was in it, it was greatly, greatly blessed. I'm not talking about doing something morally wrong. Never, because the Holy Spirit never violates His Word. 
or, or the Word of God. But I am talking about moments where you could have supernatural favor that you wouldn't have that favor later. A moment when a door is open, and it's only open right then. If you try to do it later, it's not open. So that's the thing. Say it, do it. Praise God. She's like, I'm doing it. She's like, this is the moment. There he is. I know there's a bunch of people around him. I'm going to bump into a bunch of people, but I don't care. This is my moment. I'm doing it. Praise God. You have to be strong. Use your faith. Yes, it takes faith to do that. That's, that's all a part of faith. But here's something I've said before. I'll say it till I go home to be with Jesus. The more bold you are with your faith, not somebody else's faith, because you can't make them believe the way you do. But the more bold you are with your faith, the better results you'll get. Let me say it one more time. The more bold you are with your faith, the better results you'll get. So since you're in that now moment, that go for it moment, just be bold. Just push it. Praise God. And you're going to get really, really good results. Okay. So the four steps to receiving from God. Number one, say it. Number two, do it. And number three, receive it. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately. Okay. Number, number three step, receive, receive it. Okay. Say it, do it. And now receive it. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Okay, so the first thing is that anointing boom, rushes into her body. The first thing that happens is that that blood flow immediately stops. It's dried up, and that's immediate. Now, when you look at other gospel writers' accounts, one of the gospel writers says that she was healed in that hour. And so all of these other issues uh, that would have been affected by this problem, they're all made whole within the hour. But immediately, she knows, wham, she's gotten touched by God's power, and the blood flow is already, it's already, it's gone. So she knows she's got it. She knows it's happened, and everything else is being healed up. Okay, so the, the blood flow instantly cured. It's, it's done, and she knows it, and she knows that anointing's working. And so within an hour, everything has been made whole. Woo, everything has been made well. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. Well, Yes, there would be in a great crowd like that, a lot of people bumping into Jesus, maybe even people reaching out and touching him, just kind of out of a, hey, I wonder what will happen if I touch him. And they would touch and nothing would happen. Why? They're not touching with faith. They're touching out of curiosity, touching out of maybe, you know, just wishing and hoping. It doesn't work like that. They're not following the right, the right format, which is what? Say it, believe it and receive it. Praise God. Receive it. Well, she did receive it, and that anointing came right in. When that anointing is flowing, just open your heart wide open and let it come. It'll flow right in. It'll flow right in. I was ministering one time in a different state. I was going to be speaking at a conference for three days, multiple meetings, but I flew there by plane, got got to the hotel that I would be staying in. 
and before anything had ever started, before I'd, I could even get to my room, a, a woman had heard that I was coming. She had scoliosis of the spine, and she had heard that I have a very strong miracle anointing, particularly for backs, that when it comes to gifts of healings, when it comes to backs, I know Jesus has given me a, a wild anointing in that area, and I've seen all kinds of the craziest back situations heal, from car wrecks, people with back backs blown up in car wrecks, just totally healed. People with scoliosis, totally healed. People with all kinds of back problems, totally healed. So before the conference ever starts, she's waiting there in the foyer. So before I could even get to my room, check in, uh, and even I could even get to my room, she's already there waiting for me, and she wants me to pray for her. And um, she told me her condition. She told me her condition. And she reached out first to shake my hand. And when she shook my hand, she had already predetermined that the moment my hand touches her, her hand, that's when she's going to receive. I didn't know all of this. I didn't know any of that. But the moment I touched her hand, virtue came out of me. The virtue of, of Christ, of healing power of God. That same anointing of the Holy Spirit that flowed through Jesus, because the Holy Spirit's in me, and He's on me with that anointing for, for healing, particularly for backs. It went foot right out of me, went through my arm, went through my hand, and there was an electrical shock, and it went right into her body, and she was completely healed of her condition, completely healed the scoliosis, testified in the meeting, and is still healed today, has been healed for many, many years, praise God. Hallelujah. Why? That was her moment, and she was very, very open to receiving, very open to receiving. To receive, to be a good receiver... Let go of all pride, because God may want to flow His power to you through a servant that maybe would be a servant that maybe you don't like their hairstyle. Maybe you don't like the way they dress. Maybe you don't like their flamboyant man mannerisms. But you know what? If that's God's servant, and that's God's point of contact for you, just, just go ahead and humble yourself and receive say, praise God, if God's anointing's on that person. You know what? I don't care if their hair's blue. Hallelujah. If they've got the anointing, and they've got what I need, and that's the person the Holy Spirit's directing me to, to receive, then praise God, put your hands on me with your blue hair, and pray. Hallelujah. I'll receive right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, I heard the testimony recently of a person, a, a, a lady that had a, a particular sickness, and she, she was told that today, you're going you're gonna to run into the man of God, told her what his name would be, and his name would be Bill Winston, and that when you run into Bill Winston, the, the prophet of God, the, the great pastor of God, when you run into him, he will lay hands on you, and you will receive your healing. And the Holy Spirit said, today's your day, so get ready. So uh, she didn't know how she would meet Bill Winston. I mean, this man pastors a church of thousands of people. He travels all the time. He's almost impossible to get a hold of in person. So she just said, but God's going to do it. And today's my day. So her heart was ready to receive. And she, she had a hunger that day to go to McDonald's. And when she went to McDonald's, there's Bill Winston in line to order his, his hamburger. And when she saw him in the line, she started screaming, Woo! Today's my day! Woo! Now, see, some of you do that. You, uh, you wouldn't do that. You've got too much pride. You know why? You can, you'd be too concerned about what everybody else thought in the restaurant. 
but when you're really sick and God has told you that right there, the moment he lays hands on you, you'll receive your miracle. When you're really sick and you really want to be healed, you don't care what anybody thinks. Because they don't, a lot of these people, they don't know what it's like to be sick for 20 or 30 years. But when you realize that God has told you that's the vehicle that you will be blessed through, you're just like, I, I don't care what anybody thinks. Hallelujah. And when she saw him there at the McDonald's, she started screaming, Woo, hallelujah, there's my miracle. Today's the day for my miracle. Hallelujah. And she walked up to him and said, Put your hand on me. And the moment he touched her, she fell out in the McDonald's. No, now I know some of you get real nervous now. You're like, well, Pastor Stephen, I, I don't know if I would fall out in McDonald's for $5 million. I would. Hallelujah. I'd fall out anywhere for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to receive a mantle from God, to receive an impartation. I'd fall out bef before people that would be intellectuals or PhDs or, and there's nothing wrong with a PhD. It's just a lot of times those people get, this, they get stuffy. They get intellectual. Hallelujah. I, I don't care. Hallelujah. And you need to get like that too. You need to get, you need to get just free of this, this pride. I'll just call it what it is. It's pride. This pride, thinking you're somebody, hallelujah, when you need God to help you. Hallelujah, there's the miracle. Receive, humble yourself to receive. And when she saw Bill Winston, she knew that was her moment. She, go, she went up to him. Yeah, he touched her. Out, out she went in McDonald's. And she got up totally, totally healed. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Be a good receiver. Hallelujah. And you get up, go get yourself a fish fillet. Mm -mm. You know, that's a good day. Hallelujah. Get a miracle from God and turn right around and get a quarter pounder with cheese. Ooh, the glory. Mm, 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 hallelujah. Mm. I'm starting to get the fish fillet anointing. Hallelujah. Mm, mm, mm. Those are good. I like fish. I like fish. Hallelujah. Say it. Do it. Receive it. Hallelujah. Receive that anointing. Let it come right in. Hallelujah. Right where you're at. Who cares what people think? Receive the anointing. Receive the healing virtue of Jesus. Mm, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we want to get back into the miracles, you're going to have to be a, you're going to have to be a person that just really loses your dignity. I remember one time ministering in Taiwan, and before I ministered, the host, who is a well-known apostle, he said, now, he said, Brother Stephen, before you minister, he said, there's a prophet that's going to minister before you. I'm going to let him have the session before you. And when he goes up, he's very unorthodox in his ministry, but he will open up the glory realm. He will open up the spirit realm. I said, yeah. I said, let him do it. Let him do it. Good. That just makes it easier for me. He said, and the host said, yes, it'll make it easier for you because the anointing that you have can just hit the road running. So let him open it up. You come after him and then push it, push the people into the glory. I said, okay. So um, this man goes up there from Canada and a Canadian revivalist. And uh, he had a very unorthodox ministry. And I talked to him later. I said, how did you get your anointing? How did, how did you get the, the, the anointing that's on your life? It's very unusual. He said, he said, I had a glory encounter with God. And the Lord told me in order for me to walk in this anointing, to receive it and walk in it, I have to be able to, I have to be willing and able to lose my dignity, my pride. 
of how people view me and what people think about me. And so, and so with that condition met, the Lord placed that anointing upon my life. But um, I tell you what, he went before the people and he did a lot of things that you would think in the natural were silly. Made him look goofy, made him look silly. But as I watched there uh, in the spirit, I could see it. There was a, it was like a pool of, of glory that began to swirl. And it was like going like in a swirling motion, different colors. And before you knew it, b- with these funny things that he was doing, making people laugh, getting people to get relaxed and get free, uh, it, it, began, it began to open up the glory realm. And I could see a portal open up. And it stayed open for the entire conference. And when he finished, I walked up and began the ministry just like, and it, it was like skating on, on ice. It was like, boom, I, the, the anointing that was on me, I could just, I could just go. Why? The people are already happy. The people are loose. And he, 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 uh, uh, he didn't do it in the flesh. You do stuff like that in the flesh, it looks awful. You do it in the spirit, it makes people laugh. It makes people laugh. And it was, in a way, it was so silly and funny. But it made me laugh, and it made the people laugh, and it was fun to watch him. Hallelujah. I can't explain it unless you see it. But praise God. Praise God for the anointing. So, you know, the thing with the Azusa Street revival is that there was great glory, but there was great, there was great humility, and there was a real chopping down of the tree of pride, and it tried to grow up, just chop it down. Hallelujah. So we want to be in the glory. We, we want to be good receivers. Just be humble. Be humble. Because many times God will flow that anointing through a vessel. And you need, you need, you need that vessel. But it might, you need that anointing. But it might come through a vessel that might surprise you of how God will get it to you. But just be humble. Be, be humble. It might even come through somebody who's not spirit-filled, and they might not even know that it's flowing through them while they're, while they're doing what they're doing. But just, just be willing to receive. Be willing to receive. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Just have another drink of the new wine glory. There's a glory flowing right now. You can get happy right now in the Spirit. I just release that. Be happy. Be free today. Yes, praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I think about the time that Rodney Howard Brown went to the campus of Or Roberts University to minister, and Richard Roberts was president. He was under a lot of pressure because the university was millions of dollars in debt, and Richard Roberts was seeing the ministry of Rodney Howard Brown and how in that in that ministry in the meetings. Oops, I've got myself tangled up here. Hallelujah! I've got myself tangled up here with some tape, but I'm going to be. Um, I'm going to be undignified, and I'm just going to keep on going. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to keep my tape on so my headset stays on. Thank you. But what happened is that while Rodney Howard Brown was ministering, uh, Richard Roberts could see everybody laughing under Holy Spirit laughter, and it hadn't touched him, so he was kind of like just, you know, watching everybody else be touched. But as he was watching, he went to go have his seat, and when he went to have his seat and he went to sit down, he missed a seat and fell out on the floor, laughing in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit kind of snuck up on him by him missing the seat and falling on the floor and laughing. But you know, I was reading 
I, I have a book in my office of miracles throughout church history. And I was reading of a story that happened in a church meeting three over 300 years ago, how the Holy Spirit broke out in the meeting. And it said in this, in this church that there was a man who was a great leader in the church, but he didn't understand the move of the Spirit, and he wasn't sure what to think about it, but God was moving in the meeting, he still wasn't quite sure what to think about it, he had stood up to uh, voice his opinion, and when he went to sit down, he missed the chair, and fell right out on the floor, and then the Spirit of God hit him with supernatural laughter, and he knew it was real. But I, but you know, I'm just saying the Holy Spirit's the same Holy Spirit. Many of these things He will do, He can do it in different ways, but sometimes He'll do it the very same way. Praise God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So say it, do it, and receive it. Now, number four. Number four, it says in verse 32, He looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So she came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. The fourth step is to tell it. Okay, so you need to say it, you need to do it, and you need to receive it, and then you need to tell it. Praise God. You need to tell it. When you tell your testimony, when you tell of what God has done for you, it builds supernatural faith in the hearts of others to believe that God can do it for them also. Hallelujah. I know that when I hear testimonies of great things that God has done in the lives of certain people, it inspires me, and my faith comes alive, and I think, well, God can do it for me too, and He can. But my friends, you need to tell what God has done for you after He's done it. So say it, do it, receive it, and then tell it. Maybe you even want to write about it. Write it out. Maybe if it's a page, write it out and put it in an article. Maybe even publish it. You know, there was a, a, a Baptist minister who was very, very sick. And a young 19-year-old uh, teenage boy said, you know what, if you'll just get to this meeting over here uh, at this at this meeting where there's a Pentecostal preacher ministry, he'll anoint you with oil and God will heal you. Well, he went, uh, the Baptist minister went to that meeting and God, God, uh, God anointed that minister, that minister prayed for him and that Baptist preacher got healed. Well, he got all excited and he starts writing articles about God still healing today. And people were reading the articles and he started to get invitations to go out and minister. But that young teenage boy said, look, it's great that God's healed you, and it's great that you're telling people that God's still healing today, but before you go out and minister, now you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, uh, the old Baptist pastor said, how do, I, how do I get that? He says, you need to go back to the meeting, and let the pastor lay hands on you, and you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. So he went back to the meeting, and hands were laid on him, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he went out and became a very well-known what we would call full gospel Pentecostal minister, and many lives were touched through his ministry. But see, you need to tell it. You need to tell people what God has done for you. Tell them how you were healed from your sickness. 
Tell people how God blessed you with a new car. Tell people how God got you into that miracle house. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And you really need to consider writing out your testimony. Praise the Lord forever. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise and glory and honor. Thank you, Father. Okay, four steps. Four steps that I believe right now the Holy Spirit is supernaturally imposing them upon your spirit. Number one, say it, do it, receive it, and tell it. Now, what I would like for you to do is after these things have happened in your life, I want you to let me know. I want you to let me know. I want you to say, Pastor Stephen, I said it. Pastor Stephen, I did it. Pastor Stephen, I received it. And now, Pastor Stephen, I'm telling you about it. Praise God. I want you to do that. Will you do that? I want you to do that. I want you to let me know that you've said it. I want you to let me know that you've done it. And then when that time comes, I want you to let me know that you received it by telling me about it. Praise God. In other words, in the future, I'm going to be hearing from you. Praise God. And it won't be long. I believe it won't be long before I hear from you. Now, let's take communion today. And as we receive communion, these four steps are going to be cemented in your heart. They'll work in your life. They'll work until Jesus comes back. They'll work on this project. They'll work on that project. They'll work on this assignment. They'll work on that assignment. And it will help you get things done. Hallelujah. Praise you, O God. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Lord. There's just an anointing right now. This will work for the healing that you need. It worked for the woman with the issue of blood. This will work for whatever it is that you need God to do in your life. Praise the Lord. So simple. Yet Jesus spoke to people. Many of the people were, their background was agriculture. And so he's not giving them complex, you know, things where you have to sit down and write it all out on a giant chalkboard. No, it's all very, very easy. Easy to understand. Even a child can learn it and, and be able to grasp it and apply it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Say it with me. Let's say the four steps. Say it. Do it. Receive it. Tell it. Praise God. Father, we thank you that we are determined to follow these four principles that are laid out in your word, and we thank you that it works for us. Thank you, Father God, that let us apply it, go to work on a specific assignment, immediately applying these four steps. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit is right now identifying what project you can work on with these four steps. Praise the Lord. Now let's take communion together today. Please grab some unleavened bread and some, some grape juice. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. We consecrate the bread and the juice. We sanctify it. We thank you that it's now holy. We give you praise. Thank you, Father God, that one day we'll be able to sit down in heaven with Jesus. And we'll be able to talk about how we applied these four steps to achieve great miracles, to receive great things from you. We thank you, Father God that we're going to have a suitcase of accomplishments that were done because we worked your word in these four areas. Oh God, we give you praise. 
we give you praise in Jesus name you are going to have testimonies that will inspire many many people father we thank you now for the body of Jesus the body of Christ we receive it by faith and it's nourishing life-giving power let's receive together praise God hallelujah father we thank you for the blood of Jesus that it cleanses us from all unrighteousness that it washes all of our sins away we thank you father that we have right standing with you through the blood of Jesus and we receive it now and we give you praise let's receive together praise the Lord glory to God glory to God so right now you need to begin that first phase that first step start saying it start saying it praise the Lord just keep working that and then move into phase number two praise God Holy Spirit just hovering right now with a very precious anointing this is the way into your healing praise God for some of you the Holy Spirit can heal you right there in your home but for others it could be the plan of God for you to be in a meeting where you receive healing under the ministry of someone who's anointed with healing anointing there's many different ways that you can receive praise the Lord hallelujah the Holy Spirit has a plan for you to follow he's going to show you that and help you walk it out very very clearly praise the Lord so it's time to begin to say it it takes faith to say it say it in faith believe that your words will come to pass say it in faith there's power in what you say praise God praise God Hallelujah. Father, bless your people. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. There's an anointing coming. It's just coming right down over like a like a dew, like a mist coming upon you. Thank you, Father God. Spiritual eyes are opening. Spiritual eyes are opening to the truths of God's word things before that maybe were just messages that you heard maybe you thought it was a nice message now you realize oh my goodness that's true that will work the eyes of your understanding are being opened right now and you realize it will work for you and you're going to receive a great and a mighty miracle father we give you praise we give you praise glory glory to the lord Father, we give you praise. I'm just waiting upon the Holy Spirit. God's doing something right now. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Some of you, maybe you felt like you've been in mud or in quicksand. You're coming out of that. Like David said, Lord, you lifted me up out of the miry clay and you set my feet up on a rock. And that is actually happening for you today. And you're coming out of that situation today. Yes, you are. It's changing. It's changing even right now. Father, we give you praise. 
we give you praise. Thank you, O God. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if you've never received your supernatural prayer language, if you do not speak in tongues, but you would like to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, just lift your hands right now and open your mouth and begin to speak out the utterance that the Holy Spirit gives you. Just open your mouth right now and by faith speak out that utterance that the Holy Spirit would give you. Just do it right now. Just begin to speak out in tongues right now. Praise you, O God. Lord, we give you praise and glory. The new wine is flowing. The oil of the Spirit is flowing. It's just that easy. It's just that easy. You're, you're flowing in it right now. Just keep speaking that. And even as I say goodbye, just continue to speak out in tongues and enjoy the very, the very presence of the Holy Spirit who's there with you right now. Praise the Lord. My friends, thank you for watching today. I look forward to joining you back next time. Till then, be blessed and go to work on these four steps. God bless you.